0: Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered life centered
1: Plan. Well, Brad, nice to see you again. I guess I see you almost every day, but nice to see you in the recording studio again. And um, yeah, looking forward to today's conversation that we have. Um, again, we've really been focused on that idea of, of life center planning and really what it is and, and what it entails. And, and we, we touched on the idea of the three different hats that we wear. And right. again, that life planner hat being... I guess in our mind, probably the most important or it's where we spend the most amount of time arguably. Um, and so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to get, I guess a little bit of your, your thoughts on again, kind of that life planner hat and it's going to lead into our, our discussion today as we kind of shift gears a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess for our listeners, maybe a quick recap of what that life centered plat life center planner hat is really all about.
0: Yeah, that, that Life Center Planner had is uh, really kind of taking a look at three kind of different areas to get a really good full picture or understanding of a client. Um, that's where we take a look at the past, the present, and the future. Those are the three areas. Uh, so, the past is taking a look at things like um, their philosophy around money, uh, how they grew up with money, their view of it. Some people are spenders, some people are savers. That's, you know, a very basic, but it goes way beyond that as well. Um, then so that's kind of you know the the past and how your view your worldview of money has been was formed and and how it influences your decisions today. Then the present we want to take a look at your current situation of course, um, and we want to make sure that you're getting kind of the best life you can. Uh, and we don't always want to defer to the future, and uh, we want to make sure that we're actually getting a good life now. With uh, and and so the question we often will ask clients or or try to answer or help clients answer is, am I am I getting the, the best life I can? Am I using the money in a way that it's giving me the best life I can right now? Um, you want to balance that with the future, of course. Obviously, and that's the yeah. third <laughs> one. Uh, and that's the financial lifelines where we start to take a look out at what's going on, going to come in the future. So uh, we want to be prepared when we get there. So as as we always say to kind of sum that up, we want to prepare instead of repair when we get there. And uh, so it's just balancing our our past, our present, and the future. That's in a nutshell the the life center planning,
1: right? And really understanding that purpose, right? That purpose behind um, your resources, or what it, what is your purpose that the financial plan needs to be in service to, uh, to again get you again that best return on life. And and Mitch talked about that for for uh, in the episode that we had with him again with. Clients really trying to uh, maximize that return on life, as you said, both now and and looking ahead into the future.
0: Yeah, we really want to look at the the uh, the the meaning behind the means, uh, and so that's the term that we kind of use there. That that helps people kind of start to articulate what does what is that purpose. So money, we look at money as simply as a tool to fulfill those sorts of things. Um, and so it's the goal isn't necessarily the money. Uh, the goal is to what the money is going to be for, and uh, so that's where that focus comes from,
1: right? And and kind of what you see most of the time is what is our number, right? Like that is that focus on, what's that number I need to get to? What is my number? Um, but it goes so far beyond that, and and everybody's got such a different idea of, and we're we're, I, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, when we get into more of the financial planning side of the conversation, um, but yeah, it's it's really trying to to change the mindset or the perspective of people away from the what's my number as as Vora's that what am I trying to actually do and what do I what do I want to do
0: right yeah what is it for
1: so yeah so as I said today I'd like to shift now gears into that second hat a little bit and and start talking about. Kind of some of the um, the concepts that we use when we get into the the actual financial planning side of things. So again, once we've gone through some of these tools and we understand what what the what um, a client is trying to achieve, or, or again what that purpose is for for whatever they've got, um, now we've got to do the work, right? As far as actually kind of putting it all together, and so. We've got a couple of different um, kind of tools or, or things that we use to kind of help illustrate what it is our, we're trying to accomplish when we go about um, about doing that and pulling everything together. And so the first one, which I'll, I'll ask you to maybe give a few comments on is, um, and this may sound odd, but you and I kind of think of our clients or our client households or families as a big bucket. And right. some people don't take that uh, very favorably, I guess, when, when they hear that. But um, yeah, tell me a little bit about what that means and why would you like to use that analogy when we're, when we're, again, trying to pull all of this together on behalf of our clients.
0: When you're looking at financial planning and cash flow planning and all that stuff, it, it can become somewhat daunting to people mm-hmm. and uh, and somewhat even confusing. And, and And a lot of it is because you have these almost conflicting sort of, um uh, um goals that you're trying to accomplish all at the same time, right? And so the the bucket, although you're right, it, some people might um feel that's a little bit offensive to be considered just a an inanimate object, <laughs> but but uh it, it's a it's a, as you said, it's a great illustration to kind of pull everything together. And so the bucket illustration really helps people to visualize their entire financial picture in one picture, really mm-hmm. and so you know so when when we look at the bucket the the illustration once we kind of lay it all out for people, it really says that the feedback we get is okay, I understand now uh, where we're heading and how we're how we're gonna get there that sort of thing so what the bucket is really is if you think of a bucket and money going into the bucket okay or water going into the bucket
1: and I'd like to say like this is something we as who are not artists at all, actually draw out for people as we are going through this with people. So I do want to, like, this isn't just an analogy. This is an actual tool that you and I, when we're sitting down with a client, physically draw on a piece of paper on our whiteboards on the screen um, to try to, as you say, illustrate all of this for people um, to pull everything together. So I just I want to make sure our listeners are aware of that as we're kind of trying to explain it. It's a little different in an audio setting here. Um, but this is something we would be physically drawing out if, if you're sitting at the table with us. And yeah,
0: now I know what it's like to do radio. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so after we've had a lot of those conversations with, uh, with clients about the life center planning hat and we start to take a look at their financial picture and move into the financial planning side, you kind of want to create a visual for them. So we'll, we'll draw this visual out for them at kind of at the end of a meeting where it makes sense. And the idea is that with the, with the bucket, your bucket is basically your, your financial household in, in an essence. You have to consider what's inside that bucket. So inside the bucket, uh, if you think of it as money, or money pouring in or water pouring in, it's filling up. The only thing that's really inside your bucket from a visual perspective, is money you can get your hands on in the next seven to 10 days. Okay? So that's the liquidity your, your, your cash essentially essentially just cash right so what's going in there could be income or pension income or whatever I'll get to that in a minute before I get there the idea is what's not in the, your bucket okay so uh, if you own a home that's not in your bucket because you can't liquidate your home in seven to ten days and and create not, cash. not
1: if you want it if you're making the decision anyways that's right
0: and um So that your home generally is not your cottage, any kind of real estate is not inside your bucket, only monies that you can get your hands on in the next seven to 10 days is going into the bucket. Now your house or cottage could go into the bucket at some time in the future. uh, Because maybe there's a time that you will uh, downsize or or sell a sell a property, whatever it might be. So then we can uh, we can illustrate in that bucket demonstration that that money would eventually at some point in time flow into the bucket. So what's really going into the bucket? Well, we start to identify with every uh, client household, all the, ca- all the sources of cash flow, right? So I, I just mentioned your income and how long that might last, pension income, uh, investment income, um, you know, future CPP, OAS. We start to identify all sorts of stuff that's coming in. If you have rental properties, rental income could be coming in there. Or if you own a business, business income, could also be flowing in there so we try to visualize from the bucket this all this money flowing into the into the bucket and the various times that it's coming in
1: and even the potential money as you said kind of future payments so again we're trying to identify everything that is or could be coming into the bucket at some point at in the future at some point in time and yeah between
0: now and when you pass away mm-hmm. sort of thing so now it'd be great if our bucket's always filling up right? That's you know, a perfect picture. It right. Would, right. It would be overflowing as it fills up because that, that cash flow is always coming into that bucket. But we know that's not actually true. So then we start to illustrate or draw what we call taps or monies that the, the flow of money out. And we kind of break that down into three pieces within that. One is the cash flow you need now. Uh, let's say just in an, as a general example, during your working years, right? And we know that money's flowing in, but we also know what we these are the things that we want to make sure we have cash flow for going for, well, let's say during our working years. But we know there's going to be a time in the future where we're going to turn that tap off because we're not going to have our working years anymore. Maybe we're going to sell the business. Maybe we're going to retire, whatever it might be. And then a new tap is going to be created and opened up, and there's going to be a new cash flow or flow of monies coming out of the bucket at that time. And so we want to make sure we understand those two flows of cash flow, or uh, taps that are going to be in your future. So we try to identify those in that meeting. There's actually a third tap, and uh, that's where we'll draw a tap and then a big circle, and that's kind of what we call those one-time things. So I had clients the other day who want to do a big family trip, they know it's going to cost you know $25, thirty thousand dollars in the next few years. That's a one-time event. We drew a tap to describe or to illustrate this fake big family trip that they're planning on uh, doing over the next few years. So now we can see the flows mm-hmm. coming out of the, uh, of the bucket. And so in one visualization, we can show clients the money that's flowing in the bucket that's filling the assets that are not inside the bucket, but could be one day and the money's in uh, a potential cash flow flowing out. And what it does is it really helps clients visualize their financial picture uh, all in one page, all in one sheet, which kind of bridges that daunting um, understanding between how do I balance my my needs today mm-hmm. for the needs that I have in the
1: future? Yeah, and depending on their situation too, it can just help simplify that picture. So if you've got accounts at multiple institutions, you've got like you said maybe real estate rental properties, whatever again it, it gives you that all encompassing picture of hey all of this stuff needs to be considered it's not just your investment accounts it's not just your pension it's not just your cottage everything is intertwined and interrelated in some way because at some point all of that will flow into your bucket right and and so it's how do you structure the, the those outflows at the same time and again plan for when and, and how those events are again, and it, that goes back to that your your that life center planning had of what is the purpose behind it, as we're trying to establish again, what are the taps that we need to build into into the bucket to uh, make sure that we can then do our job and and make sure the bucket doesn't run dry, right? I guess yeah. is is the perfect situation, or or what changes would you meet, need to make? Or what planning do we need to do to ensure that those taps are always running when we need them to run uh, throughout the rest of your life? Yeah.
0: And the other real great benefit is um, when you've got that visual on a piece of paper like that, um, it, it it brings spouses together in, in a much more unified way. Because, you know, he might have had his view or she might have had her view or you know, or or partners, same sort of thing, you know, each might have had their own kind of view on what the, what the future looks like, but now they can kind of come together all in one and be on the same page, literally, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in understanding what their bucket looks like and what the future lo- could look like for them.
1: Exactly. And it's a great reminder for clients as they come back and start reviewing the plan. We always, again, like to, again, bring out that original bucket that we, that we drew on the table there um, as kind of that opening reminder of, hey, this is what we're working towards. This is kind of, do we need to maybe make like, hey, have we changed something or um, is something change related to your bucket that maybe will impact the plan as well? Um, so it's a great tool to b- bring everything together and to then reinforce, hey, what it is we're doing along the way throughout the years. And that kind of jumps into then the financial lifelines tool, which we've t- touched on and, and talked about a little bit as well, um, because that's kind of taking a lot of those life transitions. And though, again, those different um, both ends, like both inflows into the bucket and outflows from the bucket, and actually then essentially putting it on a timeline and and mapping out those transitions um, as best we can. And and it can be a it can be a really eye opening experience for people, I would say, and and I think we've both had that experience as we've kind of gone through this. Um, most people think of pretty much three common financial goals, right? And and we've been trained to kind of think of three common financial goals: uh, buy a house, save for your kids' education, and retire, right? right? Like exactly that's what that's what most of of financial planners will tell you you need to do, and and that's what you need to focus on. Um, but there's like, there's over 60 financial potential transitions that could happen throughout your life. And, and again, these range from family to work to retirement to charitable Education. giving, um, all kind of across the spectrum of, of how these things can, can impact you. And, and a lot of people don't like or either don't like to, or just don't consider kind of the financial impact that some of these transitions might have, and and it reminds me of a discussion I was just having last week as we went through this activity, and um, and the client I was meeting with. Again, if you listen to Mitch's episode with us, again we kind of talked about that idea of of. A retirement is changing, and that whole idea of retirement is changing. But even people's working years, people are much more, or becoming much more flexible as far as spending more time, maybe at home with a young child, um, transitioning in and out of different careers or different earning seasons, as we were calling it. And so that is a topic that came up last week as I was talking to this client. Um, because they intend to go back and get some additional education at some point, mm-hmm. which will, again, allow for a new career kind of branch to open up uh, for them. And uh, and then, again, that will impact earning potential, savings potential. But at the same time, that means we're going to need to p- work part-time right. while that is going keep, on, keep right? Keep
0: the flow going into the bucket.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have to actually draw off of longer term, quote unquote, long term savings um, in their mid 40s to, to kind of get make sure this happens. Um, but with the intent of, hey, we now know what the implication will be. We know why we're doing it. And then how do we kind of roll that into the broader financial plan? Um, Again, when they had talked to somebody else, it was well, save this, set this money aside for your house, set this money aside for retirement. But there was no discussion on the, hey, I'm actually planning on in all likelihood, working part time for 18 months. And I'm going to actually need my lifestyle needs like that tap in the bucket isn't going to go away. Like I've got a young child at home, I've still got all the same expenses. Um, So now we're like, it's up to me to determine, okay, how do we keep that bucket topped up um, so that that lifestyle tap can continue on um, in order to Again, work through these this life transition that we just that we kind of uncovered by going through uh, this process together. And I know you've had kind of similar conversations with people while while working through that tool as well.
0: Yeah, and they're all unique. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- they're all very unique, and that's what we want. We don't want everybody to be the same three things, as you said. You know, buy a house and save for retirement, pay down your mortgage, and then you know I don't know retire and then die, like. That gets boring pretty quick from a planning perspective. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I I say there's so much variability, but then to again, try to uh, narrow that down for people so that they can uh, grasp it a little bit more. We try to kind of share with clients two things. Number one, we always want to make sure we tell our clients the truth about money. Mm -hmm. And number two, there's generally three types of clients that, that we identify coming out of this, this process of illustrating the bucket. And that is the client that has just enough, the client that, oh, sorry, the client that ha- doesn't have enough, the client that has just enough, and then the client that has too much. And, and that's where clients can really start to see okay, where, where am I in this thing as I take a look at the, the taps and the cash flow? Which one do I kind of fit in? And if a client is in a situation where there there isn't enough, as I said, we want to tell them the truth about money, which, you know, to be honest, most advisors don't do that. No, nope, yeah, just for gonna sure. Say it, I, I mean,
1: we've come across a lot of people that have been told they have more than enough right. when in fact and it's they don't not the case. Yeah. And
0: so our role is to make sure that they understand and that there's not enough for what they want to accomplish and what are the conversations that we need to have in order to make sure that there is enough um them in the future there's the clients that have just enough we know that you know if we go out to age 90 or whatever the time horizon is and the cash flows coming in from the various areas and the taps they're going to have enough to get them there and then of course there's the third client or the third household that has more like they have more than they'll ever need they can accomplish everything they want and they've got lots left over
1: sounds great uh, uh
0: yes but i actually will say Of the three clients, that client is actually um, the one that I want to encourage more and talk to more because what's the sense of dying with too much, right? I I think the client that actually um, gets the most fulfilled life is the one that dies with just enough, right?
1: That, that last check is clear in the bank or whatever it's going to be in the future. That, and there's, there's nobody writes checks anymore. but That's
0: the idea, yeah. right? Like my last, my, the last check I wrote clears and then I, I kicked the bucket. And I've had clients over the years kick the bucket. That's kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Um, I've had clients over the years that have said that, that'd be perfect. What a way to go out, right? The, the problem with the client that has too much is that they could have done more. They could have been more generous they could have given more away they could have there's so much more they could have done with their life while they're alive mm-hmm. right Than uh having all this excess at the end right it, it reminds me of of a client that i worked with uh years ago she was found herself to be single again and we needed to kind of work out cash flows for her and she was always worried about running out of money right uh and that's common for a lot of people I, you know, you know the cost of aging all those issues that, uh, you know, I'm on my own, it's single income, all that kind of stuff is, you know, am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out of money? And so you do the bucket presentation, you share, we do the financial planning, the cash flow projections, and then we're always happy to share with that client that you've, you've got more than you need. Right? And
1: And it comes up more than, like people tend to be way over cautious or way underestimate what what they've got in most cases is what we find there as well
0: yeah and the future is just simply unknown right? Mm -hmm. especially for those who are aging like what are are the costs of aging going to be in Canada over the next 20 years like that's just a very difficult thing to understand so they they live in that I don't want to say constant fear but that concern that the money unknown right? right the unknown that they might need that money But uh, uh, through those conversations in this particular case, I was to just kind of encourage them to have you considered what you could do while alive so you can see the benefit of it. And of course, there's things that the next generation could use, you know, maybe whether it's uh, helping with the down payment of a home or, you know, or starting a new business, whatever. But that's that's where the beauty of financial planning, the bucket presentation, all of this comes in to, to share with people that you have more than you need. You can you can give some away now whether it's family your favorite charity and you get the benefit of seeing that the use of those monies while you're alive because when you're dead in god you're not really seeing it and it's there's not much you can do at that point anyway. Mm-hmm. so um that's the real benefit that's the real joy of being able to take people through this process of life center planning the bucket the cash flows the financial planning side of things and and then Seeing them get the full utilization of what they have and be able to die with just enough,
1: just enough, right? So, in that Goldilocks zone, right? Exactly. So. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a, a great spot to to end our our conversation today. And again, with that intent of kind of starting to explain a little bit more of the then. Okay, this is why we do it, and now this is the how starting to get into that a little bit more, and the and the why it's important, and again how everything is interconnected and, and relates back to to one another. Because um, I know again at some point we are going to talk about kind of the solutions that third hat that financial investment advisor hat, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, but again, the important is going through this um so that we can really understand you we can really understand what you're trying to do we can build the plan and then that's when that investment advisor solutions hat kind of comes into play at that
0: point right and through all that we're able to provide the client clarity and contentment and visually show them that as well as they as they move into the future
1: thanks for tuning in to your life and money We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.